0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe.
1: Are you looking to wager on all the big games and sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online, they continue to get it done as the number one betting source for you. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, we have golf, horse racing, and everything heating up this Major League Baseball season as well. You'll get latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Just log on today to BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to get started, but listen up. Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag or your mobile device Bet online, get started today. Bet online is where the game starts. You know, it is that time of year in sports where it is all heating up, not just the weather, but the events. We're coming off the NFL draft, we have MLB, we've got the NHL and NBA playoffs. How about horse racing's Triple Crown and the PGA Championship? Just to name some of the major sporting events. We'll see in the next few months, and have seen the last several weeks. Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy, as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Ever wonder how to get into sports journalism? Well, I started my career at St. Bonaventure University. I attended their campus long before online degrees were a thing. But with their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism, you'll learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories, no matter the sport. All from the comfort of home. An advisory committee of Journalism School alums shaped this innovative program. Courses are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the New York Post's Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The online Master of Arts and Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers. Coursework emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling. Program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports, gender, and race. Take the next step in your sports journalism career by contacting an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com.
0: Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter.
1: The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Burn Dairy, CH Insurance, and our good friends over at Bonnet Sales and Service. If you are in and around Central New York, you need those new garage doors, go see my friends at Bonnet Sales and Service. Route 11 in Central Square, servicing Central New York and New York State for about half a century. Sue and her team, they absolutely crush it. Bonnet Sales and Service, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor, and I do want to throw a tip of the cap thank you out there to Camillus Golf Club, Brewerton Ace Hardware, and friends of the platform, the Swan and Whitaker families, Daryl Abert, Bob Lindsley, and the Alonzo family. Cannot wait to talk to the next guest here on the program. I've had him on a bunch. He's one of my favorites out there. He is the beat reporter and insider for the New York Yankees for MLB.com. He's written a bunch of books already, and now... He has yet another, and you can get it online where books are sold in major bookstores near you. It's called 62, Aaron Judge, the New York Yankees, and the Pursuit of Greatness. Brian Hoke is the author, forward by Roger Maris Jr., and a preface by Aaron Boone, the Yankee manager. Hokey, great to talk with you again, my friend. Congratulations.
0: Thank you so much. Great to be back with you, Mike.
1: So I want to start with a a situation, a scene that was happening when I was covering a, a game at the Dome in, in Syracuse, Uh, doing a freelance gig for ESPN. And I'm not going to name names or who it was. No, I am. It it was Tyler Cady, my guy who's the SID for football. He's a huge Red Sox fan. And Aaron Judge, they kept going in with these, you know, interruptions with Aaron Judge, you know, the next homer. Can he hit, I think it was 61 or 60, I guess 60 or 61 at the time. And he goes, oh, let's get all excited for, you know, Aaron Judge to hit a home run and break a record that doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, there's all these guys still ahead of him, you know, bonds, et cetera, et cetera. To which I would counter that and say, look, I don't care what team you root for, this is still a significant record because it's a league record. Whether you're for or against the steroid era, isn't that still a big deal? The AL record all time of 140 years of baseball, the league record is still significant, correct?
0: Absolutely, and I, I think that uh, not only is it a league record, it's the Yankees franchise record, yes. and it's been held by Babe Ruth, by Roger Maris, by Aaron Judge—three guys who all played the same position for the same franchise at varying times. And Uh, Yeah, of course. Look, I I don't want to gloss past what Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds did in that whole era of baseball like it happened. But I think that as time has gone on here, we kind of look back at that time and say, "Mm, those numbers, uh, they were a product of that era. Look, we all watched it with our own eyes. And I was as excited about uh, McGuire and Bonds as anybody at that time. But now I think with the benefit of hindsight, you look back and say, uh was that real what we were watching how much of that was artificial you know and look those guys the pitchers that whole era um it was uh, you know to, to borrow a phrase from Alex Rodriguez it was a loosey-goosey era of baseball and I think you kind of set that aside and you say is that really the same as what Roger Maris did in 1961 and my answer would be no and I think that's what Aaron Judge did last year, chasing that record in New York City with the spotlight on him, without a Mickey Mantle behind him to push him the way that Roger did in 1961. Uh, I I think it definitely deserves a second look, definitely deserves digging in there. And it was special what we were watching. And, um, you know, I think that uh, definitely in the annals of baseball history, like those uh, home run chases of the, the 90s and the early 2000s, yeah, they were fun, but um, I, I just look at what Aaron did last year differently than what we saw in 1998-2001 and, and those, uh, those eras of baseball.
1: You're around this team every second of every minute of every hour of every day of every week of every month of every year. What is Aaron Judge really like to be around?
0: <laughs> I, I think he's exactly what you would want him to be if you're a Yankee, if you're a Yankee fan. Um, you know, just being around baseball. I mean, they don't give out the Yan- Yankee captaincy very often. Uh, Derek Jeter was obviously the most recent. and You've got a small list of guys in the history of this uh, organization who have been uh, selected for that, that role and you know Thurman Munson you're you're there with Don Mattingly you're there with Luke Gehrig uh I think it, it must be very humbling uh to look at that list and see the uh, the 16 captains in Yankees history and then realize for for Aaron that he is now among them and uh you know <laughs> I was talking to him recently and, and somebody walked by and it's like what's up cap and uh you know I said does that feel right to you yet and he goes no uh when when i hear that i still think of jeter and i was like same dude <laughs> so uh I, I think it's gonna take some time and and obviously to really earn his place among that list i think he needs to win a championship you know sure. uh, don Mattingly is the outlier in that group of, of yankee captains who have not won a world series and so i think that uh obviously that's the goal for, for Aaron at this point, as special as last year was with the 62 homers and uh, winning the MVP awards. His goal is always the team first and to win a championship. And I think that uh, he takes that on in terms of leadership, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, leading by example, what he is the model there. There's a reason that Major League Baseball makes such a big deal about making him one of the faces of the game. He's exactly what you want uh, with one of your most prestigious historic franchises. I, I think that you put him front and center. Obviously, he's he's Superman in baseball cleats. He's 6'7", he's 280, he hits the ball uh, 500 feet. But uh, off the field, I think he's what you want. Uh, that's a Yankee.
1: Yeah, and hey, competition's one thing, but poor Mattingly, my God. I mean, he had 94 taken from him, and you don't know what that team would have done. I mean, they were in first place when the strike hit and all the rest, and we don't need to dive into that. Aaron Judge, though, you just mentioned the size. I know he's an all-world baseball player. He's already got an MVP. He's got a rookie of the year. He's got a player of the year, a three-time silver slugger on the resume, four-time all-star, home-run derby champ, face of the franchise, face arguably of, of baseball, maybe him and Shohei. But would you have paid him what they paid him? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I don't think they had a choice and it was the bet of his life. You know, they offered him $213.5 million right before opening day. And I remember being in that press conference where Brian Cashman, and it was out of character for Cashman. They don't typically telegraph their numbers that way, but they wanted to make it clear that, Hey, we tried to sign this guy and he didn't. And I remember writing that down in my, uh, my notebook that day. And I said, 213.5. And I did the math and I said, dang, that's a really good offer. Uh, you know, I think I might have taken that, given Judge's injury history, the right. fact that, um, you know, uh, he had not had a full, complete season in, in quite some time since that 2017. And some of that was not his fault. There's not much you can do about a fastball up and in that breaks your wrist. But others, uh, an oblique injury here, uh, some other kind of, you know, soft tissue stuff, that uh, that those were avoidable. And I think that, uh, you know, you take that all into consideration and that was a significant risk on the Yankees part to offer that much money and even more risk on judges part to kind of turn that down and say, no, uh, I look at myself more in the realm of a Mike Trout and I'd like to be compensated that way. And if I go out and have the kind of year that I think I'm capable of, they're going to have to pay me that. And darn if he didn't go out and do it and he just had a year for the ages and obviously the 62 homers but and uh you know but uh he was chasing a triple crown into the last seasons last week uh, Luis rise uh wound up getting that with the twins now of the marlins but uh he was in there with home runs rbis batting average right up till the very end and, uh he just uh, you know and did it all did it all defensively offensively played a lot of center field uh really showed his value and so uh you know what was the alternative there. The Yankees could have I, I suppose they could have let him walk, but they really couldn't have uh, because he was the best player in the in the league, best player in the game, and uh, to see him in a San Francisco Giants uniform or San Diego Padres or whatever it would have wound up being, I think that would have been a devastating blow to this Yankee franchise to their fan base. They had to keep their guy. They had to build around him. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, for the now, the next nine years, he knows where he's going to be, who he's going to be playing for and and what the goal is. And that's to bring championship number 28 back to the Bronx.
1: Well, I, I think the alternative would have been six years ago when he's under team control. If you knew how good the player was, you give him an Acuna type deal and you steal him. You know, if, you, if you're, yeah. if you're sure enough of a GM, which I'm not even going to go down that road right now, Uh, Brian Hoke is our guest right now. He is the author of a brand new book, 62, the forward by Roger Maris Jr. Preface by uh, Aaron Boone, of course. And uh, it's Aaron judge, the Yankees and the pursuit of greatness out on major bookstores in major bookstores and online where books are sold. Brian, um, what do you hope when people are done with this book, what do you hope they say about judge? And what do you hope they say about the book?
0: Well, I hope they they enjoy the, uh, the trip down memory lane here and, kind of digging in because it's not just a book about judge. It's a, what I tried to do is weave this uh, story and it's kind of a mini biography of judge, but it really uh, is Yankees history and baseball history. Babe Ruth and Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle. They're all major characters in this book too. So I think that fans of all generations and, and what I've gotten in the the early kind of reviews, some of the few people who have have been able to read it so far, uh, they've come away and said, uh, I didn't know this or that about judge but what I, what I really didn't know was that Maris was going through this and that and oh. so uh, yeah, I feel like if you've seen yeah. the 61 movie with Billy Crystal yep. that's kind of the flavor of this book. I really wanted to to kind of bring that into it because if you look at what uh, judge you know, what Maris went through in 61 he had mantle pushing him. The whole way, Judge had to kind of do it on his own, and uh, for a lot of the season, he strapped the team on his back and was kind of single handedly dragging them to the postseason. They had a fantastic first half; the second half was not so good. And really, the reason that they were able to hang on, win the division, and go into the postseason was because of the big guy with number ninety nine on his back. So, in telling that story, uh, doing it saying hey look this one guy is so great and look what he was able to do that's that's interesting but uh what i wanted to do was make maris a kind of co-conspirator make him a kind of co-star in this book and so a lot of it goes back and forth from 2022 to 1961 which is amazing it's 61 years and how (laughs) perfect is that 61 years the the 61 Record And there were so many kind of ways to weave this into Yankee history to baseball history and uh, so many connections between these two guys, as I mentioned, and Babe Ruth before him, who all played the same position for the same team. Uh, you know, decades apart, different ballparks, but, uh, you know, different generations. Obviously, uh, Maris did it in a time when newspapers were huge, and uh, Judge doing it in a time where, the, where we've got the internet and social media. There were a lot of uh, differences and parallels, and kind of that contrast, uh, I feel like, really helped kind of flesh out the story and, and paint a complete picture of why judge in 2022 and 62 home runs why it was important and why it was special.
1: Oh, social media. What we'd all do to be able to delete that, huh? Brian in, <laughs> in in closing, I just wanted to get a maybe a comment or two here on this year's team as we record this. It's it's a crazy time. They're always injured. I don't think they're that good, yet they're double digits over 500. The AL East is a whopper. I mean, every team in there, the Rays are on fire. The Orioles are freaking good. I, we saw that coming. Red Sox are actually formidable. The Blue Jays are always going to hang. I think Judge has been great. Rizzo's been great. Torres has been solid. I don't care what Volpe's he's hitting. I love the kid. I think he's the man for the future. Uh, you're waiting for a slew of others to get going. The bullpen's been overall, I think, pretty good. Cole's been an ace. Where are you at here? How do you feel? Give me the hot meter, the cold meter, uh, I don't know, ceiling floor as we have, I don't know, another 7 million games to play the rest of this year.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of schedule left here, and uh, people were wanting to wrap it up and give it to the Tampa Bay Rays after their hot start. But I think that when you look at this division, uh, the American League East is a beast. It really is, and I think you got a glimpse of that when the Yanks just went out to the West Coast. They went out to Seattle, and Seattle's a team, the, the Mariners are a team that I had thought from afar was a pretty formidable team. They looked pretty good last year. And then the Yankees just went in there and they pasted them. Uh, They scored 10 runs in back-to-back games. And I said, "Mm, this team's not as good as I thought it was. And, uh, you know, I was talking to Dave Sims, who's one of the broadcasters for the the Mariners. He said, you know, it's funny. This team team had been playing very well. Um, You know, I'm surprised. And I said, well, look, welcome to the American League East. And this is what you get when you're looking at uh, Boston, when you're looking at – baltimore even tampa bay uh every game toronto every game is kind of a a drag out you know bare knuckle fight in this division and so uh look the yankees are a postseason team i think they're, they're going to be in the mix whether they win the division or not i don't i can't guarantee you that but um i i think that they're going to be in the mix and when you look it up, up, up october you're going to be seeing uh, meaningful games at yankee stadium and you got to be in it to win it. So I think uh, the lights will be on in October in the Bronx, and we'll see where they can go. But they can only go as far as Judge takes and I think we've seen that um, times where he's been on the IL. Very different team without him. So he really is the MVP for a reason.
1: Sixty-two. Aaron Judge, the New York Yankees in the pursuit of greatness. Brian Hoke is the author of the forward by Roger Maris Jr. and the preface by Aaron Boone. You can follow Brian Hoke on Twitter at Brian Hoke. That's at Brian B R Y A N H O C H. He is the Yankees Beatman and Insider for MLB.com. Go get this uh, book right now on uh, major uh, uh, online bookstores and, of course, bookstores nearby. Uh, Brian, I, I cannot tell you how uh, much I've respected you through the years. I've loved our chats and the brilliant storytelling, the incredible writing. I would expect nothing else from you. You've had an unbelievable career, and I can't wait to see what's next. Keep grinding, and thanks so much for coming on.
0: You got it, Mike. The kind words. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.